Fear is a big giant that many struggle with. In this first message, we identify what fear is and how it affects our lives. We close with encouragement that we can all overcome fear. Over these uh, next few Sundays, we're going to intentionally talk about overcoming things in our lives. Overcoming. The fact that you and I are overcomers and that you and I can win over whatever we face. We will face all kinds of things in life. And God has designed you as an overcomer. And so we want to talk about that two Sundays, today and next Sunday we'll specifically talk about overcoming fear. And then we'll pick up a few other things that uh, we will address in the weeks to come. Uh, but there are two important scriptures that we want to emphasize as we begin uh, uh, this, this whole talking about overcoming and how you and I can live as overcomers. Two scriptures that we want to emphasize. First one is in 1 John chapter 5. We're going to read verses 1 and 4. 1 John chapter 5. Verse 1 and verse 4. Let's read it together please. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Let me hear you again. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So you believe that Jesus is the Christ. You are born of God. That means you've got God's life in you. You are a son or daughter of God. You're born of God. It's like as the God gave birth to you. So it's talking about you because you believe in Jesus Christ. Now what does it say about you? Verse 4. Let's read it out together loudly. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Whatever, meaning whoever is born of God. So that includes you as a believer. God is saying, because you're born of God, you overcome the world. So let's say it boldly together. I overcome the world. See, God said you overcome the world. So whatever is in the world, whatever you and I will face in the world, it could be challenges, it could be troubles, it could be difficulties, including fear, which we're going to address specifically. Whatever we face in the world, God is saying you have overcome them. You are an overcomer. And he also gives us the key how to overcome. He says in that same verse, this is the means by which we overcome even our faith. Or through our faith, we overcome. So faith is important and we will address that. One more verse of scripture again. I want to uh, emphasize in this series here. First John chapter 4 and verse 4. Let's read it out loudly together please. You are of God little children and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So he's talking about all the stuff that's in the world, the work of evil spirits, whatever. He says, you are of God. Same thing. You're born of God. You're of God, little children. And you have overcome them. It's already done. The score is settled. 7-0, whatever. You've won it. Now just play the game. Play it as a winner. Play it knowing you have overcome. And why does he say you have overcome? Because greater is he who is in you 
than he was in the world. The greater one is in you. So you have no choice. I mean, this, this, this thing is guaranteed you will overcome. Whatever you face, whatever you're going through, you are an overcomer. So let's say this boldly together. I believe that Jesus is the Christ. I am born of God. And I overcome this world. And all that is in it. I overcome by faith. Jesus who is in me is greater than anything or any demonic power that I face in this world. Amen? You are an overcomer. So, when you and I go through life, we are not exempt from the troubles that are there. But every trouble you face, you face as an overcomer. Say, hey, I'm going to come out victorious through this. I'm going to overcome this challenge. Because God said, I am an overcomer. And he said, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Right? Say that often. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. So we want to spend some time talking about overcoming fear. Uh, today and uh, next Sunday we'll complete that. But we just lay some foundation here uh, today. Fear is something all of us have faced, maybe some of us are facing, and we battle with this fear. Of course, there are different degrees to which we have to confront fear, which we are faced with. Fear basically is, you know, and I'm not a psychologist, but psychologists will generally say, say this fear is an emotion that is induced by a perceived danger or threat. So you, you, you think something's going to happen. There's a danger. There's a threat. And there's an emotion that comes up inside of us. Fear. Now, this fear also, of course, uh, causes physical or biochemical changes uh, in our body. Uh, and then there are, are um, uh, reactions. Sometimes we start sweating. You know, you're waiting for the interview. Your palms begin to sweat, or you know, I, I begin to sweat, or there's an increased heart rate, or adrenals goes up, and and you're ready uh, for action. So there's obviously not, it's not just an emotion, but it causes changes, and sometimes it also affects our behavior. Consistent fear can affect our our behavior, how we face life, and and the kind of person we become, all influenced because of fear. So. Now, fear as an emotion, uh, sometimes for some of us, we use it, you know, we have a positive response. Uh, we like the thrill of it. So you watch a horror movie, mm, you know, you like it, you enjoy that kind of fear, temporary, temporary, right? Or you jump off a huge cliff, you know, whatever. Or you like to speed on your bike. I mean, you know it, it's scary, but you enjoy the thrill of it momentarily. You know? So some of us have that kind of a, you know, you enjoy the thrill of it, but then, there is fear that actually produces negative response. You withdraw. Uh, sometimes you just freeze. You can't do anything. And that's the kind of area we want to address. So if you want, you're talking about thrill, thrills and all, you know, you figure that out. <laughs> or we're talking about fear that produces a negative response in our lives. That's the fear we want to address and we want to confront and, and learn biblically, scripturally. 
how we should overcome uh, these fears, how we should conquer uh, these fears. Now what I want to mention here is, uh, while psychology and all of that has one aspect, the Bible also tells us that there is a spirit of fear. That means there is a demon, an evil spirit that induces fear. Now if you're a psychologist sitting here and you say, hmm, hmm, I don't agree, I've never seen it, doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the Bible says and what we've seen uh, in, in ministering to people. There is a spirit, a demon. That induces fear. Or there are demons that cause different kinds of things. And there are demons that induce fear in the lives of people. Now, of course, there are varying levels of this. Uh, at the very basic level, they just try to um, uh, cause fear in our minds. And we learn how to reject it and resist it. But sometimes people are oppressed by fear. That means it's a continuous torment in their lives. Uh, sometimes it can go to... Uh, what we call as being a stronghold. That means it's got control on them at this point. And uh, the worst thing can happen is a person can be possessed by a spirit of fear that, that really has taken over. So there are varying levels of the influence of demonic spirits that are causing fear. Now, uh, while it is important for us to be aware of this, we don't want to blame every, every fear you feel on a spirit. So keep things in balance, right? Sometimes you feel fear because it's just your natural response to something you've heard or you've seen or somebody's told you something. It's just your natural response. Don't blame the devil. Poor fellow, he's got enough headaches already. <laughs> so don't keep dumping more. It's just that you, you, know, there, you have to be aware of the possibility that sometimes there's fear that's actually caused by evil spirits. And got to fight against it. Got to deal with that. Now, uh, obviously, there are many, many, many Different kinds of fears, different kinds of things that cause fear in people's lives, in our lives. And you know, I don't think there's any encyclopedia that lists all the kinds of fears. But uh, just for um, the sake of just bringing this closer to home, uh, we've listed some things that, that probably are common. You know, there's a fear of change. Uh, we don't like change. So if you have to, if change is in front, you say, hmm, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. I have now. I don't want to change. So sometimes fear of change. There's a fear of commitment. Uh, we are afraid to make a commitment. You know, sometimes this is the very reason people don't take up jobs. They're afraid of commitment. They say, if I commit, I lose my freedom. But actually, the reverse is true. Because if you don't commit and take up a job, what happens? And you don't have enough money, but now you don't have freedom because you don't have money to spend. Right? So the fear of commitment can be so cyclic in, in nature, just cripples people. You know, there's a fear of commitment. There's a fear of loneliness. Uh, and so people are afraid to be alone. And because of that, they stay in relationships with people that uh, sometimes are unhealthy or are not good for them. Because of fear of being alone. And, and there are other things like fear of heights, fear of closed places, there's a fear of failure, fear of rejection. There's a fear of the unknown, the fear of disaster. You know, afraid to get into a plane. You think the plane, every plane flies except yours. <laughs> except the one you got into. Fear, fear of disaster. You know? And so you don't want to fly. Uh, or sometimes there's a fear based on past experiences. Uh, and, you know, you've gone through, people have maybe betrayed you, so you don't want to trust people, or people have hurt you, so you don't want to, you know, you're very watchful, so it could be fear based on past experiences. Sometimes there's a fear of people's opinions, there's a fear of inadequacy, you just don't feel good enough, up to it, uh, to take up the challenge. 
Uh, there could be the fear of death, there could be the fear of dark, and the list goes on. All kinds of fears that people, that we are faced with from time to time. What's interesting is that sometimes our fears can be totally unfounded. There's absolutely nothing behind it. It's like you're afraid of the shadow. Ooh, there's something there. Hey, it's just a shadow. <laughs> it's like there's unfound, completely unfounded. Uh, but yet, that fear could be so real to the person ex- you know, experiencing that emotion. Although an outsider looking at it says, hey, there's nothing to it. But the person experiencing that emotion of fear can be so effective. Even though it's unfounded. And so you probably heard that acronym, you know, on fear. False evidence appearing real. There's nothing to it, but it just appears real and it, it, it just triggers a, a response or an emotion of fear. So now, how, how does fear affect us? And we just want to cover some ground today and we will uh, talk more about it next Sunday. But how does fear affect our lives? just want to bring our attention to five areas, five ways that fear affects us. Uh, number one, fear enslaves it paralyzes it cripples us so look at what the scripture says Proverbs 29 verse 25 the bible says the fear of man brings a snare or puts us into a trap but whoever trusts in the lord shall be safe the fear of man or it could be the fear of anything else it puts us it enslaves us it puts us in a trap think about so many people who have tremendous potential. They have great skills, great talent. Everything is going. They have to take one step that would most likely propel them into unleashing all the talent and the skill they have. And yet they are so afraid to take that one step. That one step is holding everything back. And they are afraid to take that one step. Whatever it might be. It just cripples them paralyzes them, enslaves them. And so all that potential, all the skills, the abilities they carry goes unused, unexploited. But it's in them. They've got it. But they are paralyzed by this thing called fear. Fear also demoralizes and robs destiny. So many people are kept away from moving into things that you know, that, 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 that's really meant for them. That's the place they should be. That's, where, that's the next level for them. But they, they're robbed of their destiny because of this thing called fear in their lives. And you know, in the Bible, we find many examples. You think about the people of Israel after the Exodus. They are on the edge of the promised land. All they have to do is cross River Jordan and you're in the land. God said is yours. And so uh, they send these 12 spies out. They, they, they survey the land. They come back. They're saying, wow, this land is beautiful. Only one problem. There are giants. Now God's people should have responded saying, giants, we'll take them. God said the land is ours. But instead, fear grips, grips their heart. And they say, mm-hmm. we can't go. Why? Giants, they forgot God is with us. The God who parted the Red Sea. The God who who destroyed an entire Egyptian army. The God who brought water of the rock, who fed them through all, right through the journey, who took care. They forgot that God was with them. 
And so fear robbed them, robbed an entire generation of their destiny. They couldn't, they didn't step into their land. Not because God didn't want them to go in there. Fear kept them out. So fear can rob us, rob people of all that, that's awaiting them, that's before them. Number three, fear attracts the negative. You know, we all feel very, very sorry for Job. Poor Job. We feel sorry for all that he had to go through. And then we wonder why. You know, why did God let Job go through what he went through? And we come up with all kinds of deep theological reasons and all of that. But you know, there's a statement in the book of Job which I think many times we overlook. Job said this in Job 3 verse 25. He said, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. And what I dreaded has happened to me. Think about it. Job was a deeply spiritual man. He was very regular in his worship of God. And yet in all of that, he must have been walking around. I wish it never happens to me. Oh, don't talk about it. Shh. I wish it never happened to me. I think it might happen. Maybe it's going to happen tomorrow. Maybe. No, 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 no. And he's walking around. The thing that I greatly feared has happened to me. And what I dreaded has come upon me. So Job is confessing. Look, I, I had this fear. I dreaded that this is going to happen to me. And sure it happened. It's fear. Fear is like faith, except it's in the wrong direction. Our faith is in God. It opens God to work in our lives. Our fear is in something else, and it gives opportunity for that to come in. So fear attracts the negative. Are you with me? That's what the Bible is saying. Job himself confesses. Hey, I've been carrying this thing. I've been dreading it. There it is. It's happened to me. Number four, fear robs us of our faith in God. You know, just imagine you being around with Jesus. If you were one of the 12 going around with Jesus, man, you would have felt like this is the team. No, we are unstoppable. We are on mission impossible. Everything can happen. Nothing will stop us 13. I mean, actually it's the one man and 12 of us are with him. Nothing can stop us. If every day is exciting, you get up inspired. Because you're around Jesus. You never know when the blind will see that, you know, the deaf hear, the, the dumb speak, the lame walk. And you're around Jesus. And it's so inspiring, so exciting. You look here, there's a miracle. You look there, there's a miracle. He, he, he inspires you. Are you understanding? I mean, you're with somebody like that. Now. You're in a boat. He's asleep. And there's a storm. And all of a sudden, your sense of superhero disappears. It's like, now, oh no, we're going to sink. Fear. The same Jesus is with you. 
is in your boat. But fear says, we are going to sink. Same Jesus is with you. That's what happened to these disciples there in Matthew 8. You know the story. I will just read that verse. And Jesus rebukes them. He says, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Why are you afraid? And that fear robbed them of that faith that they had. That dynamic faith that, that just made them feel like, like more than conquerors. Fear robbed them of that. Think about Peter in Matthew 14, verses 29 and 30. You know the story how Jesus came walking on the water towards a boat. And Peter gets out of the boat. And Peter is walking on the water to go to Jesus. And you can imagine what Peter must be thinking. Yes, I am the only apostle who, has, who gets to do this. Wait till I get back to the boat. I'm going to be the only one who can describe what it's like to walk on the water. He must have been thinking, wow, Peter, go, Peter, go, go, Peter, go. And he's walking on the water going to Jesus. And yet, suddenly, the Bible says there in verse 30, when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Fear came in. He saw the wind. He said, oh, Peter. What are you doing, Peter? Your mom told you never to do this. And you told your kids not to do this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making this up. What are you doing, Peter, here on the water? Look high, how high the, the waves and how strong the wind is, Peter. So he got fear came in. And what happened? Fear robbed him of that simple faith with which he was walking on the water. And he began to sink. So fear robs us. Of our faith. And lastly, fear, like faith, is contagious. When you're around people of faith, your faith is inspired. But when you're around people who are fearful, that begins to affect you. Somehow it begins to seep into your inner person. In the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 1 and 8, it's very interesting. Uh, 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 instruction that God is giving to his people and, and he's talking to the army. Here's what he says in verse 1. He says, when you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, what does he tell them? Do not be afraid of them for the Lord your God is with you who brought you up from the land of Egypt. So you're going to face this huge army. You're going to face soldiers. They're going to be much more numerous than you are. But don't be afraid because God is with you. But then he says in verse 8, he says, The officers shall speak further to the people and say, What man is there who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return to his house, lest the heart of his brethren faint like him. Hey, if you're afraid, you're scared, go home. Don't let your fear get on to all your friends, your other soldiers. Don't let that happen. If you're afraid, go home. We don't want that fear to spread. So fear can be contagious. If you're not, you're not careful, you know, somebody will say, hey, didn't you think about this? 
And you never thought about it. Or maybe you thought about it and overcame it. But because they brought it up, you're not thinking. Hmm. And soon fear grips your heart. Because they said it. Now fear can spread. And so God tells his people in the Old Testament, no, we don't want that to spread. That those who are fearful, go home. Those who are ready, courageous, who believe that God is with you, go forth against the enemy. And you find in Israel's history uh, that happened uh, on different occasions. Now, I want to pause here. We're going to pick this up next Sunday and uh, talk about how to conquer affairs. A biblical principles on how we can overcome fear, whatever kind of fear uh, that you and I face with. But I want to leave us encouraged today. So I want to just read some scriptures together. I want all of us to read it together loudly so that we can leave this place encouraged, knowing that you and I can conquer our fears. So let's read these scriptures together. Psalm 27 verses 1, 2, and 3. Let's read it out loudly together, please. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me in this I will be confident. What a powerful way to speak. Right? So I don't care what comes against me. I will not fear. Even if an army comes against me, I will not fear. I will be confident in this thing. That the Lord is my light and my salvation. He'll show up for me. Amen. Let's read Psalm 46, 46 verses 1 and 2. Let's read out loudly together. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried. Into the midst of the sea. Wow. The Lord is our refuge and strength. A very present. Hello. Present or absent? Present. <laughs> He's never absent. He's a present help. In time of trouble. And look what the psalmist is saying. What kind of trouble? He says, look, if my troubles are as bad as the earth being removed, even if mountains have been thrown to see, if this, the trouble is so big, I'm not going to be afraid. Because God is with me. God is my refuge. That's right. Psalm 118 verse 6. Let's read it out, please. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Let's say it, say it again. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? You're going to go for an interview. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What the interviewer can do to me. <laughs> you know, hey, the Lord is on my side. Whatever you're going through. You know, we all go through things in life. Say, say, I will not fear. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do to me. So be courageous. Two more verses. Now I want us to know that all of us can overcome our fears. Whatever it is. You might be battling a fear that may be uncommon. 
So I, I haven't, you say, I, I haven't come up across anyone else who's battling the kind of fear I'm battling. Doesn't matter. You can overcome. Look at what the scripture says. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7. Let's read it out together. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we got to speak like that. You say what God has given you. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You say that. Right? When you feel fearful, take any of these scriptures that we, that we read and speak that uh, as it is relevant to your situation. One last verse. Proverbs 28 and verse 1. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. She said, I'm as bold as a lion. I'm as bold as a lion. The righteous are bold like a lion. And so these are scriptures that show us that, you know, God is with you. You can overcome your fears. You don't have to be crippled, paralyzed by fear. Whatever fear has been holding you back from stepping into your destiny, we believe God will set you free. Amen. That people here will be released. So you can move forward. There is so much potential. So much gift. So much blessing in your life. Don't let fear keep you from being the best God wants you to be. Amen. Don't let fear rob you of God's purposes. Don't let fear hold you back and paralyze you. And don't let somebody else's fear get on you. Amen. You stay strong. People around you may be fearful. Fear is contagious. Hey, but you stay strong. Don't let it affect you. Amen. We're going to pick this up next Sunday and, and just share our simple biblical principles of what to do in those times of fear. And we'll address different, uh, as many different kinds of fear as we can. But let's stand up to our feet, please. And we're going to pray before we dismiss. Worship team, please come join us. We sang that really good, wonderful song, I'm No Longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Let's sing that and sing it now with meaning. You've heard the word of God and, and you know that God has said, He's not given you spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. God is on your side. You are a child of God. Why should you fear anything when the God of this universe said, I am your refuge and your strength. I am your very present help. In time of trouble. So the, like the psalmist you can say. I'm a child of God. I am not a slave to fear. We're going to just sing that. As, a, as our prayer. As our declaration. And uh, we will pray and close. I am surrounded. Father, I am surrounded by songs of deliverance. We've been liberated from our bondage. 
Father, that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You want us to be people of courage, of confidence, of strength. And that's what we want each one of us to be, God. That every person here will be men and women of courage, of confidence, of boldness, whatever you call us to do in life, that we will do it boldly, courageously, with confidence, knowing the Lord is on our side. The Lord is on our side. What can man do to us? The Lord is for us. Who can stop us? So Father, we pray that every person here will walk free from fear. Whatever that intensity of fear over their lives, no matter how deep-seated that fear might be, in the name of Jesus, let that fear leave. And let every person conquer their fears. Walk free from fear. Be fearless. Be fearless, be bold, be confident, be courageous in their lives. We pray and declare this for each one here, Father. We thank you. We can all be fearless people. Thank you. Thank you for doing it. Thank you, Lord. This morning, before we close, we just want to give an invitation to any person here this morning with us or maybe watching us live that you've never received Jesus Christ into your life to be your Lord, to be your Savior. The Bible tells us plainly that we all need a Savior. We're all sinners, we need a Savior. And Jesus Christ came to this world to save us. He died for our sins on the cross. And the third day he rose up again. He's alive today. And the Bible gives us this wonderful opportunity. It says, anyone who believes in him, they receive forgiveness of sins. And they become children of God. So if you've never done that and you'd like to do that this morning, I want to give you an invitation. I'm going to lead us in a simple prayer. And if you feel in your heart, I want to receive Jesus into my life, please pray this prayer with me. It can make all the difference. Let's pray. Just say this with me, Lord Jesus. I'm a sinner. I believe you died for my sins on the cross. That you were buried. That you rose up again. Come into my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior. And help me to follow you and you alone the rest of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us there is great rejoicing in heaven over even one person who repents, who turns to the Lord. So if you've done that this morning, we want to see your hand. Anybody here, you prayed this prayer with me for the first time. We want to rejoice with you. We want to celebrate with you. Can we see your hand if you prayed this prayer with me this morning? Anyone? God bless you. I can't see you. Anyone here? God bless you. God bless you. One hand right up here. Anyone else? God bless you. God bless you. Anyone? You prayed this prayer. Just put your hand up. Our greeters will come to you. I see another hand way back there. God bless you. God bless you. Just put your hand up. Our greeters will come to you and give you a bag with some resources in it. And, and there's a card with that and that says decision card. If you can write your name and number, just hand it back to our greeters, please. Uh, somebody from the church office will call you and they will tell you how to make use of the resources in the bag. Are we going to dismiss? But our first time visitors, you will be uh, escorted by our greeters to our uh, our food court, the visitors welcome lounge in the food court. Our greeters will be stepping out here in first time visitors. Just follow them as they escort you right after service. They escort you to our food court. Our team will be there to just meet with you and spend some time with you. And it'll be a great opportunity, great for us to get to know you and for you to get to know us. Let's just close. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the fellowship, the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, TV programs, publications, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcwo.org slash Bible College. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play stores.